Hello, and welcome to the 20th episode of the Holistic Lifestyle Guide podcast. So in this episode, we're going to talk about five foods that can lower your blood pressure. So uh, high blood pressure is a really common problem, and it's a dangerous problem for people all around the world. So um, when you make a dietary or a lifestyle change, it can greatly improve your blood pressure. And this is something that many people have been opening their eyes to and realizing that you can do this without medication. So a lower blood pressure is often one of the first health benefits that people report after changing their diet. So I kind of wanted to cover five of them because there are more, but five is a good number to start with. Many people feel overwhelmed when they're starting a new diet or or whatever. So it's easier when things are broken down into smaller actionable steps. So here are five foods that you can add to your diet and they were they will help to gradually lower your blood pressure. Um, so these are some foods that you can talk to your doctor about. Don't take my word for it. Kind of do your research and make sure that you know you're doing everything the correct way according to your doctor. Of course, when it comes to food, I don't think any doctor is going to say no about these foods because they are all extremely healthy and good for almost anybody. So the first one on the list is oatmeal. You probably have heard about oatmeal as being a health food, especially healthy for your heart. So oatmeal it actually tastes pretty bland by itself. So what you have to do is add some tasty additions to it to get you excited about eating it. This is something that I struggle with, but I've learned that there are many ways that you can make oatmeal taste better. So one of the most obvious things that you can add to oatmeal is fruit. This is um, a very versatile thing because there's so many different kinds of fruits. But most of the time when you see recipes for oatmeal, they usually have blueberries in them, strawberries or bananas or peaches, you know, things like that. Those are the most common ones. And then some other things that you can add to your oatmeal are nuts, seeds or raisins. And those are all things that are very healthy as well. You can add cinnamon. Cinnamon has so many health benefits. It's one of the best spices that you can take for your health. And it doesn't take a lot either. Um, so that's very good with apples, cinnamon and apple oatmeal. Uh, brown sugar is another thing. And I know that sugar is not really recommended, but you really don't need a lot. And you might find that if you just put some uh, alternative method, uh, alternative versions of sugar in there. It works just as good like uh, stevia. And then another one is honey. Honey is a natural sugar. So that's something that you can add to your oatmeal as well. And so here's something else that kind of uh, is a little bit different. I learned that if you put chicken broth in the water that you cook your oatmeal in, that makes it taste good too. It kind of reminds me of chicken flavored rice. So that's a way that I've been eating my oatmeal because it's different. It's just different, especially if you, you know, if you have oatmeal before bed, you don't want to put a bunch of fruit and sugar in there, right? So that's an option for if you want to eat oatmeal before bed is to cook it with chicken broth in the water. So the next food on this list is bananas. Bananas are very potassium filled. They're yummy. They're, you can even eat them on your own. You don't need to put them in anything. Of course, like I mentioned, you can put them in oatmeal and then you've got a, a double whammy there. Um, 
uh, you can put bananas in smoothies. That's one of the most popular ways because bananas help to make the smoothie a little bit creamier. Um, avocados also add that creamy consistency to smoothies, but bananas add the extra sweetness. So if you like smoothies, go ahead and add a banana and or an avocado. You can add both of them in there for extra sweetness and creaminess. The next one on the list is fish. So fish is recommended in most diets and you can take fish oil capsules if you're not a seafood lover. Um, so there's a couple different things that I wanted to say here about fish. There are many different fish that are probably on the, on the scale of leaning towards a little bit, um, you know, not as healthy as they are, you know, because, because a fish have a lot of mercury in them, especially the larger fish. So the kinds that you want where you can eliminate the high levels of mercury are, um, sardines, uh, what are those other small ones? Anchovies, um, tuna and salmon. Of course, tuna and salmon are two of the healthiest fish that you can eat, um, especially if they are pole caught or wild caught. That means that they're not raised on um, farms. They have, they do have farms for fish, as weird as it sounds. And it's not as good because they're not in the wild. So if you see um, tuna or salmon out there that actually says pole caught or wild caught, that's what you want. And also, I just learned this recently about tuna. Tuna in a pouch is healthier than tuna in a can. And I'm not entirely sure the reason why that is. I think it might have something to do with the actual can liner. But um, just try to remember that if you, you know, if you're trying to get your fish oil in the diet, rather than taking capsules, aim for tuna or salmon in a pouch. They're a little um, cheaper too. I know that salmon's a very expensive fish. Like I've seen it for you know, like $15. And I'm like, what? That's just for one night of eating fish for $15. And, but that is the healthiest way to go. So if you do have the budget that allows for it, I would totally recommend buying fresh wild caught salmon if you can. If you are on an extreme budget, then I would go for the tuna in a pouch that is pole caught or wild caught. Moving on to the next one on our list here, we've got green tea. So green tea has a lot of antioxidants. It's one of the highest things that you can ingest that has antioxidants. This isn't also an easy one to add to your diet because you can just have like a cup in the morning and a cup in the evening. And there you go. You don't have to, you know, if you don't want to add any more food, you can just do that. And that's something that I do every day and night is I drink a cup of tea. Not always green tea, but just like other herbal teas. But green tea is just high in antioxidants. So that's one of the ones that will help with lowering your blood pressure. So the last one on this list is leafy greens. And you probably saw this coming because leafy greens are the only thing that I've, one of the only things that I've heard that's recommended for anyone. I don't know anybody that would not benefit from eating leafy greens. These are suggested in almost every diet under the sun. So it's really no surprise that leafy greens helps lower your blood pressure. It's one of the smartest additions that you can make to your diet. Um, most diets actually say that leafy greens should be the majority of your diet. 
Um, so some ways that you can use them in your diet is to make a salad. If you're not a salad person, you can throw them in a blender with some fruit. That really covers up the earthy flavor, especially if you use bananas, like I mentioned earlier. So there are some leafy greens that are better than others. I'm going to start off with the one that's not good. So you might have heard that um, iceberg lettuce is bad for you. Not bad for you, but it's one of the worst, if you could say worst, types of lettuces because it's got the least number of nutrients and minerals in it. What you're really going for here is color. So something with a dark green color or dark purple is really good. So now I'm going to talk about some of the best ones. Spinach is one of the best ones. Arugula. Kale, of course. I'm sure you've heard of kale as being, you know, one of the healthiest ones. Romaine is really good too. And I like romaine a lot because it's not very earthy flavored. It's not tough like kale. It's also not, um, it's, it doesn't have a strong flavor. So romaine is a really good lettuce if you're going for salad. But if you're going for a blender, like if you're making a smoothie, that's when you would want to use kale or Swiss chard or turnip greens, collard greens, beet greens, because those are tougher and they have a more bitter flavor. So to cover up that bitter flavor, you can make smoothies out of them with bananas. So um, another one I want to add to this list that I didn't mention is um, butter lettuce. Um, it's, uh, it's, it comes in the grocery store on the root. So you might have seen them. They come in a plastic, a square plastic clamshell case, and they have the root attached. And I just love that because to me, that's is almost as fresh as you can get. That's almost as close to you know, picking it in the ground as you can get because it's still getting the nutrients from the root. So you can actually keep that, you know, fresh for a long time if you put it in water. So those are some, so that one and then romaine are good. And spinach is also good for salads too, because the flavor is not very bitter and um, they're a nice bright green color to make your salad, to make your salad look very pretty. So I've come to the end of that list, but I have a bonus. I have another food that I want to sneak in here that's kind of a surprise. This one is usually thought of as a treat. This is usually something that you only, you know, you would think you'd only want to eat this once a week or once a month, but you can eat this in a small amount every day and it will help lower your blood pressure. So what is this amazing food that seems to defy the laws of healthy eating? It is dark chocolate. There is a caveat though. It needs to be at least 85% cacao. You might be thinking dark chocolate is bitter and icky, but I'm here to tell you after being a milk chocolate addict my whole life that you can make the switch. You can get used to the taste and come to love it. I can't even eat milk chocolate anymore because I prefer this dark chocolate. So there's a lot of brands of dark chocolate out there. I've done my research and found what I believe is the best one. This one contains a low amount of sugar compared to the other brands, and it's a low price for what you get. I love this chocolate, and I eat it every day. So the one that I like, um, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. <laughs> I think it's called Black and Green. It's a, it's a weird name, and I'm going to try to Google it while I am recording this podcast. <laughs> because I want you to know which 
one it really is i okay it's green and black actually green and black brand they have varying numbers of the percentages of how much cacao is in them um but 85 percent is the level of where um you know they say that it's more benefit than negative so you don't want to if you do go below that i wouldn't eat it as often but i do eat it almost every day so that's that's another thing that um and also i wanted to say i don't eat the whole candy bar <laughs> so they come in bars they're pretty big they're very big they're bigger than regular ones what i do is i break off a couple chunks like three little bites and those are a perfect little dessert after my meal and it satisfies my sweet tooth. And like I said, you get used to it. I used to be addicted to candy bars and chocolate and I would eat handfuls of M&Ms every day. And when I learned that dark chocolate was so good, especially the 85%, I, I said, you know, this is one of those things that it's such a big deal that I want to take this food and switch over to the healthy version of it, especially since I was eating it so much. So I started eating this chocolate every day, just three bites. And so that helps the, you know, it lasts a little longer than you can buy them in bulk. You can buy these in like, I think it comes in like 10 bars in a box. And so that will last me a month or so. And I just eat a couple bites a day and I don't crave chocolate anymore. Like I used to the same, you know, the, the milk chocolate candy bars. I, and then when I do eat one again, I'm like, oh, this is just... I can, I can just taste the fakeness. I can taste the, the unhealthiness of it. And like I said, I used to be addicted to candy bars. I would eat a couple of them a day. I would eat handfuls of M&Ms. And for me to say that I can barely eat them anymore, that is saying a lot. And that's all because I started eating the, this. I started substituting the dark chocolate, you know, because they're so much healthier and better in every way. And but like I said, don't go overboard. Don't be eating the whole bar a day. So whatever you got to do to satisfy your sweet tooth, basically. So I hope you got some benefit out of this episode. And um, like I said, these are easy, simple additions to your diet. You can have some green tea in the morning, followed by a bowl of oatmeal that's been, you know, has maybe bananas in it. Then you could have fish for dinner and a salad with or smoothie and there you go one whole day of amazing food that will help you lower your blood pressure so i would like to thank you so much for listening to this episode and please consider donating um, please consider sharing this with anyone you know that suffers from high blood pressure and maybe has trouble with you know, eating healthy, because these are some simple changes that you can make that will add up. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.